Hello and welcome to Chatting, a podcast where people chat about how they learn and use English. My name is Sam, I'm a CELTA teacher and a performer, and I have a particular interest in pronunciation and expression. In each episode, non-native and native speakers will chat about their experiences with English, share their advice, and at the end, I'll give some pronunciation tips for you to take away and practice. So, ready? Let's get chatting. This episode, I'm chatting with Anna. As we were online, you might hear a few glitches or gremlins or noises, which we've all had to deal with. We chatted about learning English at school, small talk and words that don't look like they sound. But I started by asking Anna to tell me a little bit about herself. I'm Anna, originally from Russia. I um, have a husband who's British and um, yeah, I've been speaking English, I guess, for the last um, five years, non-stop, you know, as my main language. Um, when did you first start learning English? Was it at school or university? Um, good question. It was actually at preschool. So it was oh. like at the age of four or five. Um, we had some really basic English language classes. And then obviously when you go, you know, to school later on, you also have English language classes. But for me, like the lessons at school never actually really worked out at all. <laughs> so until, um, you know, the high school, I actually didn't really have any interest at all in learning the language. So I just really didn't feel like it was, you know, enjoyable. And I feel that it was mostly due to the teachers, you know, that I had, that they were just not able to um, present the material in a understandable way. So I actually thought for a long time that English language is very tricky. And I just, you know, kind of couldn't really see the need to, you know, to learn it, basically. Do you remember what was bad or difficult about the way your teachers presented English? I guess we just had to do um, a lot of like, I don't know, reading the book. <laughs> there wasn't too much, you know, being explained to the classroom. The teachers didn't really try to find a way to explain things if they didn't understand it like naturally. Um, I remember that the most difficult thing for me was actually the grammar. So I couldn't understand why you have to have 13 tenses in a language. <laughs> so for me, um, you know, we only have three. So past, present and future. And when we started to learn everything about the present continuous and present perfect continuous and, you know, past perfect continuous, you know, my mind kind of blew up and I just really couldn't, you know, follow basically the lessons. Mm. And it was only, you know, late on um, when I found a really good tutor and she, well, she could just explain things in a way that I was able to understand that. So sometimes as a teacher, you just have to find this personal approach to somebody. And she was just able to do that. So I just started to have this one-on-one -on -one classes with her. And that was, you know, massively helpful. And then also at the age of 16, I went to the school. I changed, you know, my school. And that was like the gymnasium that had really you know really good focus on language studies specifically so they were brilliant you know it was really thanks to them that you know I managed to pass my entrance exams to the university. How do you use English in your everyday life now? Um, well I've been working um, in English for the last three and a half years so I started working as a tour guide in Helsinki when I was studying and all of the clients were English speaking uh, mostly American 
So I used to spend a lot of time with them. Um, and then after I graduated, I started to work as a sales manager. So I was working specifically with the English markets too. Um, so yeah, basically it's every day. So do you notice if you deal with customers who are American and customers who are British and your husband is British, do you notice many differences between American oh, yeah, totally, and British? Totally. English? Do you mean like conversational? Yeah, um, conversational, accents, uh, anything uh, really. Sure. Well, I find that like Americans, they like to chat a lot. So I usually <laughs> um, do a lot of Zoom calls at work as well. And they just like to chat about things. I kind of like, you know, to have this sort of informal chat with somebody who I've never met. <laughs> I find it, you know, fun. And yeah. Americans are always kind of laid back in that way. So they don't really mind to tell you about their life. If I need to write a book right now. And, you know, I just find it, you know, kind of fun. I like the small talk, although it's not naturally like in my culture, just small talk, but I learned to love the small talk. For example, when I have British clients, you know, when I compare them to the American clients, then Brits are usually a lot more reserved. My next question. Yes, then. As an English learner with a lot of experience working in English and speaking English regularly, what would you say is easy about the language? I think it is actually the grammar in the end <laughs> that I actually find easy. And personally, I think that it's actually one of the easiest things, you know, that you can learn. I feel that English language is very analytical. And the way I kind of used to think about all of these different, you know, like tenses and grammatical structures that you have, they're kind of like a formula, you know, like in math. <laughs> so as long as, as long as you know what goes where, you know, you can use it. So, um, and then you can obviously talk and write in English. I've heard from actually, even from my teachers at school that they were saying that English is quite analytical and that people who are good at math, they usually good at learning English as well as a foreign language. I feel that the most important thing about actually learning the language is being surrounded by you know this environment where the language is spoken widely so if you just immerse yourself into this like natural surrounding where people speak English then you know you're fine. Excellent okay so then on the opposite then what do you find difficult about English? The answer might be nothing. Um, yeah um, I think it's actually the accents the regional accents I find really tricky mm -hmm. so I've had this before like when I talk to somebody from like North England or like Scotland or you know some very particular areas or if I listen to you know like English TV and then they speak for example you know um, in the like documentary or something I kind of struggle to follow what they're saying because it's not the, the standard English that you learn it's not the way most people speak it's really specific it's not the way Americans speak definitely and it's just the accent that I never came across before so yeah, basically, if I do meet somebody who is kind of outside of my accent comfort zone, <laughs> I do struggle <laughs> with that. Yeah, but otherwise, I don't really know what else I might find difficult, really. Uh, oh, no, actually, another thing. Um, you, you know, in, in the UK, you do have a lot of, like, funny words, which are really difficult to pronounce sometimes. Like, usually the name of the places, thing, but, like, you know, when you write a word and then it's, like, pronounced completely different. Um, uh, like, you know, like, like what's the source? Yeah, like, for example, uh, like that kind of thing. So you just look at the word and then you kind of think that you should probably know how to say it, but you can't say it just because it's said, like, not as it's written. <laughs> so this could be an issue. Um, no, absolutely. Sorry. There are many. That's a really good example uh, because you yeah. wore sister and it's actually just yeah. Worcester. Absolutely. Worcester, yeah. Fabulous. 
So then, Anna, what skills of yours, like grammar or pronunciation or vocabulary, would you improve if you could? I think it would be probably vocabulary in terms of learning the, um, like, the slang words, maybe. Because I don't actually use, like, personally, I don't really use any slang words at all, you know, pretty much in my, like, day-to-day life. Because it's mostly like the formal conversation that I have, you know, with my clients. And, you know, it's mostly kind of like the business English or the formal English that I use. So it could be nice to know a lot more about like the idioms that people use in the day-to-day life. And also, you know, like specific slang words that, you know, people like to use as well. Maybe not so many swear words, but some good slang not words. Not so many swear words, yeah, <laughs> but good slang words. Yeah, don't necessarily have to be, you know, rude at all. <laughs> okay, final question then, Anna. Sure. Advice would you give to an English learner to help them? I guess the best advice that I can give is to just try to find a way to get into this English speaking environment. So for me, that was really the best thing, you know, or the thing that worked the best for me. So when I actually got into this environment where everybody was using English, where I had to read um, in English, listen to people speaking English and actively speaking English myself, then I really felt a lot of progress. Like you don't necessarily have to go, you know, to America or to the UK to do it. If you just, I don't know, go to like an immersive language course or go to like a summer camp or something like that, or, you know. Good advice from Anna. Try and immerse yourself in an English environment. Getting to an English-speaking country might be even more difficult in 2021 than usual, so think about other ways to immerse yourself. You could put an English-language radio station on when you're at home, follow English recipes when cooking, or you could organise video chats with other English learners. Regular contact with English content will definitely help you improve. So this episode's pronunciation tip is about the number of syllables in a word. When we see vocabulary we don't know, or we're not sure about, we try to pronounce all the sounds we see, the consonants and the vowels. But not every vowel sound is necessary. Anna's excellent example was Worcester, which looks like it should be pronounced Worcester, but in fact it's Worcester. I have three more examples of similar words, and to help, let's think about syllables like beats in music. First, a food we eat to be healthy. Looking at this word, many people try to pronounce four beats, vegetable, ba 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 ba. In fact, we only need to pronounce three beats with the stress on beat one, vegetable, ba ba ba, vegetable. Also, notice that the t of tubble is a weak sound, what is called a schwa sound. For learners familiar with the phonetic alphabet, this is the upside-down e. For learners who are not familiar, this means the vowel is a weak uh sound, as in mother. Practice with this sentence. What vegetable is this? Next. When you're lying in bed with nice socks and pyjamas. Again, we see four beats. Comfortable. Ba, 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 ba. But, like vegetable, we only need three beats with the stress on beat one. Comfortable. Ba, ba, ba. 
Again, the T of tubble is the schwa sound uh. Comfortable. Practice with this sentence. My bed is very comfortable. Finally, a person who works in an office and sends emails and letters for the boss. Many people say secretary with four beats. Ba, 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 ba. And this is okay, but try saying the word with three beats. Secretary. Ba, ba, ba. Practice with this sentence. The new secretary starts today. Final practice. Try this sentence. Is the secretary comfortable with buying vegetables? Over to you to practice. So there we are. The transcript of this episode is available to read on the podcast's webpage, so take a look. Join me next time for more pronunciation tips, more advice, and, most importantly, more chatting. My thanks again to Anna, and, for her music, a massive thanks to the wonderful Mara Carlyle. Bye for now. Thank you.